2: Welcome to the Penny Peep Show.
3: There once was a slumber who had two kids. Their names were Bert and Maggie. Caught by the coppers, they then skipped town farewell.
1: And dreary night in London town. Upon this eve, the enterprising Mrs. Mary Mills, and not our heroes Bert and Maggie, was awoken by a mysterious sound.
0: Come on,
2: get a move on.
1: Being a lady of a certain career, this did not perturb Mrs. Mills. But being a lady of a certain age, she did not tolerate a restless night, and so she climbed out of her bed straightened her nightcap and flung open her bedroom door oh. to behold the alarming sight beyond.
4: This is an alarming sight and no two ways about it. Um, yeah. Uh, and good morning to you, Maud, Maggie, Mr. Ditchwater.
0: Morning, Mrs. Mills. Morning. Yeah. And of
4: course, young Bess. Morning, young Bess. You all right, young Bess? She is not going to reply, Mrs. Mills. She drunk. <laughs> Is that why you're dragging her by her arms and legs about the i
2: Um, sure. Too much gin. <laughs> you know what these prostitutes are like.
4: Oh, excuse you.
2: They like their
4: gin. And that's the case with young Bess.
3: Was the case, huh?
2: Is the case. Is currently, present tense, is the case. Really,
3: Bert? Mrs Mills
2: doesn't need to know.
3: This is all bad enough without lying. What lying? Someone's lying. <laughs> it's going to come out at some point, Bert. Mrs Mills, allow me to explain what's happened. Go on then, dearie. It was not two hours ago that I was abed. bed, it being a dark and dreary evening in old London town. I was sleeping, as you might imagine, when I was wrested from said sleep by my excitable brother. Maggie,
2: Maggie, wake up!
3: <sighs> huh? What's happening? Come on, get out of bed. Bert was the bearer of terrible news. I have great news, Maggie. Couldn't it wait till morning.
2: No, the fresher the better when it comes to this particular news. Come on, <sighs> get up.
3: But I'm tired. And little Willie is a growing lad who needs his kip. Don't you, little Willie? Little Willie?
2: He's not here, Maggie.
3: Where is he? Little
2: Willie? That's part of the news I have to share. What
3: have you done to him? I
2: haven't done anything to him. I've got him running an errand for me.
3: An errand? In the middle of the night?
2: The lad don't
3: mind. I mind. It's ever so dark out there. Yeah, well... And dreary. Who would send a sweet muffin such as Little Willie on an errand of all things on such a dark and dreary night? Stop
2: being so impossible and listen to the news that I am endeavouring to share with you. What is it then? Perhaps I'd better explain. <gasps> Was as has been established by this point, a dark and dreary night in old London town, where I was resting on the mattress on the floor. It being Maggie and Little Willie's turn in the bed, and even though we were paying the outrageous sum of ten shillings a week for the room, point is I was getting some uncomfortable sleep when I was disturbed by a timid rapping of knuckles upon our door. So I clambered up from the floor and headed to the door with the intent of lambasting the oaf who'd interceded in my sleep. But when I opened the door... Mr.
0: Ditchwater, I have some terrible news.
2: I was pounced upon by the diminutive Scottish prostitute, Maud. She was, as you might expect at any given time with Maud, crying.
0: I'm so sorry to wick you, but I needed someone and knew You wouldn't mind things. How you are a kind and thoughtful man.
2: Why would you think that? Are you drunk?
0: No, but oh, how I wish I were. (laughs) How I wish I were.
2: Oh, perhaps you'd better explain.
0: So, me and young Bess had, despite it being a dark and dreary night in old London town, been about our regular business, cos a body has bills to pay. So's we ended up back in our respective rooms with our respective men when young Bess's fella, he comes barging on into my room complaining that Bess ain't giving him his money's worth. With my fella already finished up, it was left to me to check up on young Bess. See, there's many a thing you can say about young Bess. But you know, you could never accuse her of laying down on the job because her with a bad leg, it's hard for her to get back up again. So she prefers to do her business standing up. Anyways, where was I? Oh, oh, that's right. So I creep down the hall, you see, to check on young Bess. And I see her lying on the bed with one eye open. Now, that don't mean anything because it's glass and it won't close anymore. But the other eye was closed. (laughs) Closed it was. And I'm afraid it... I'm afraid it means... It means she's dead, Mr. Ditchwater, right? That's what it means, don't it? Ugh,
2: I don't want to get involved.
0: Please, Mr. Ditchwater. She's my friend. She's like a a mother to me. A grandmother. A great-grandmother, even.
2: And what? She's dead?
0: I think so.
2: With young Bess, I wouldn't even know how to check.
0: But, but Mr. Ditchwater... All
2: right, all right. I see I'm not going to get a wink of sleep until this is dealt with.
0: Oh, thank you, Mr. Ditchwater. Bless your sweet, natured heart.
2: You'll have to find it first.
0: There she is, Mr. Ditchwater.
2: I know. I can see her.
0: Right where I left her. She hasn't moved at all.
2: If she's dead, that's a good thing. Oh,
0: please, Mr Ditchwater, don't joke at a time like this. You said this is right
2: where you left her.
0: That's right. Then why is there a wall mirror lying on her face? Because someone once told me that if you hold a mirror up to someone and if it fogged up, it meant they was breathing. So that's what I did. And you left it
2: on top of her.
0: I panicked. Oh, I panicked, sir. I am not afraid to admit that. So
2: did the mirror fog up?
0: I panicked.
2: All right, all right. Let's take a sticky at her. Oh. What now?
0: Well, aren't you just a bit scared? No. 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 But it's a dead body.
2: I've buried more than a few. Besides, she's your friend. Let's get on with it. Let's get this mirror out of the way. Oh. I must admit, that open eye is terrifying. It's
0: a glass one. I
2: know. Still terrifying. Hang on, I'll close it. <laughs> Damn thing opened itself. Will you stop making those
0: noises? But you're touching her, a possibly dead person. A dead
2: person is nothing to worry about. Think of it like like a very tidy butcher's shop. What? You know, organs, meat, blood. I
0: don't want to think of young Bess being butchered.
2: Mm, that was a fairly tasteless metaphor. But a dead person is like a regular person with poorer conversational skills.
0: What are you doing?
2: Checking her pockets. Way? Why? Her valuables.
0: Well, stop that, please. All right,
2: I won't steal her valuables. Thank you. She doesn't have any anyway. You
0: should be ashamed of yourself. Why? What, thievery? What would your mother have said if she'd have caught you doing that?
2: Uh, what did you find, boy? What? No. My old ma wasn't like regular ma's. For example, she always said that a dead man's pockets were a fistful of possibilities. Better late than living, she'd say. Oh. Or one man's corpse is another man's treasure.
0: I think it's awful.
2: I can't believe I'm receiving a lecture on morality from a prostitute.
0: A crime of opportunity is different to a crime of necessity. As for your ma, she sounds like a dreadful woman.
2: She'd be annoyed if you didn't notice. Now, I've said one of those phrases before quite recently, and my mind is racing to try and keep up. Hmm. So, is she dead? Can you not interrupt me while I'm thinking?
0: Oh, uh, sorry. Aha,
2: I remember. And an idea has sprung fully formed into my head. But
0: is she dead?
2: What, young Bess? No breath, body's cold, and she's already beginning to smell.
0: I think that's just her.
2: Point is, she's dead. Question is, what's next?
0: A popper's
2: grave, I suppose. Not necessarily. And that, Maggie, is why I've woken you up.
3: I'm sorry, Bert, but I'm not keeping up.
2: So, young Bess is dead.
3: God rest her.
2: I'm sure he will, but seeing her laid out like that, as stiff as an aristocrat and as lifeless as a bridge party, gave me an idea. A brilliant idea.
3: Your modesty never fails to impress. Don't you want to hear it? Bert, let's not pretend you're not going to tell me and get on with you telling me.
2: Very well. Allow me to explain. (music) It was nigh on a fortnight hence that we were about I'm
3: sorry, what? Huh? It was night on four-mile fence? Nigh on a fortnight hence. Oh.
2: Yeah, well, it was that that we I were... I still
3: don't understand what you're going on about.
2: It was two weeks ago, yeah? And we were out with the diplings, right? And we met a strange person at the Cheshire Cheese.
3: Remember? I remember.
2: Great. May I go on? Sure. You should have said that
3: in the first place.
2: So we were at the bar after one of our seances. I was entertaining our good friends, the Diplings. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful! You are a delight, Mr. Von Liegenschwein. He is,
2: darling.
0: And
3: that's a true story, you say? Every
2: word, Mrs. Dipling. Right, Margaret? That's
3: right, Albert.
2: And just then, an old friend of the Diplings passed by. Darling, is that our old friend, Ernest?
5: Why, it is! Ernest! Why, hello there, Philip! Dorothy! Why, it's been such a long time. Ernest, our dear friend. And
0: where have you been? Darling, don't pressure the poor chap. It comes from a place of concern, darling.
5: It's all right, Philip. Dorothy, your inquiry as to my well-being only broadens my delight in seeing you again. It
0: quite puts a smile on my face. And that... Doubles
5: the smile on my face.
0: And thus doubles mine. And
5: seeing my wife so happy puts a smile on my face. And I already had a smile on my face for seeing you, Ernest. And here we all are, smiling at each other. Wonderful. Delightful. (sighs) (sighs) Ah...
2: How would you do? I'm Albert, and this is my sister, Margaret. Oh, how rude of us. Ernest, you must meet some other dear friends of ours, the von Liegenschweins, Mr and Miss No, von... no, Albert and Margaret is fine. Or just Maggie. Or, you know, Margaret. Margaret? Albert? Lovely to meet you. I don't think we've seen you at one of our gatherings before. No,
1: Ernest has, uh taken a break from society.
0: Completely
3: understandably, Ernest, of course. No one blames you. No, no one blames you. Well, what happened? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing he's been blamed for. That's right. Exactly. Read the room, Maggie. It's quite all right. I'm...
5: Happy to talk about it. Don't feel you must, old chap. Please, Philip, it's fine. If
4: he says it's
0: fine, darling.
4: I know, darling. So, what
5: happened? It was a few years long ago that I suffered a personal tragedy. N- numerous personal tragedies, a-, a veritable onslaught of them. How terrible. That's a shame. I found myself angered at the world a cold, unfeeling world that held the ambitions of a man in contempt. And so too did my feelings turn this way. For why should I honour my place in such a world? Better I hold it in the contempt it holds me. Better to run from such a world. I'm sorry, dear friend. I hear you. Oh, it's a tough old place, the world. But life goes on, doesn't it? The sun comes up, the birds tweet away in the
2: bushes or the trees or wherever
3: don't they? I'm sure they do.
2: Not so much in London, but I take your meaning. It's so good
3: to hear, Ernest. We're proud of you,
2: aren't we,
5: darling? The
3: proudest. Couldn't be prouder.
5: And I get to meet such interesting people, such as yourselves, Albert, and you, Margaret. Oh,
2: we're pretty interesting. We
1: never tire of their downright mystical powers of conjuring up fascinating spirits for us to talk to. It is incredible, wouldn't
0: you say, Ernest? I
5: must admit, it isn't quite too my tastes? It's Uh, not. Why's that? Feedback is
2: always welcome.
3: Oh, We also offer tea leaf reading, tarot cards reading, and uh, ball reading. Ball reading? Crystal
2: ball reading.
3: Oh, right.
5: Crystal ball. They all fall into the realm of fancy, I'm afraid. Whereas my background is that of science.
2: Oh, Margaret, we've got a cynic. Oh, uh, there's one every
5: seance. Please, don't take that as a refutation of your powers. Uh, it, it's rather a direction of interest. While some may query the nature of death after life, I find myself drawn to life itself. A plant from seed to flowers, a child from scalling infant to learned gentleman, and then from learned gentleman to empty shell. Oh!
3: Oh, how science
5: turned men into seashells then! <laughs> I meant shell as in husk, when when a man
2: dies. That's where we come in.
5: That's where you come in for the soul, but what of the body? What happens to a man's body when he dies?
3: Oh, well, it goes stiff after a couple of hours, and then it goes grey. Lie.
1: Don't listen, darling. And
3: then it gets really smelly. Maggie? And if you wait long enough, the flies... Margaret,
2: don't let's worry our guests with the details of such things. But
3: such
5: details fascinate me. For yes, the flesh decomposes. But why does it do so? Because he is dead. So he has changed from living to dead. But what is that change? What has changed?
3: Depends how he died.
5: Yes. Yes. How? How has it come about? For if we knew the how, perhaps we could bring about the reverse. Perhaps we could bring about life after death. (laughs) It is that which fascinates me, fills me with ambition to give them life after the living is done. It is for that reason I cannot embrace discussions with the dead
0: thought it might be because your family was murdered. Darling! What, darling? That's not very discreet of your darling. I'm sorry, darling. I'm still feeling lightheaded after that conversation about dead bodies.
5: Pay it no mind, Dorothy. For although they are indeed dead, taken by that cold, cruel world I mentioned, I have found a way to move on. Uh, and a way to honour them. Honour my elder brother,
2: Anyway, oh, that's nice. Gives a sense of closure.
5: It is not closure I seek. It is perhaps the
2: very opposite. Don't
5: tell you me. You don't me. The... I am continuing my brother's experiments? For I believe he got much further than I thought. Much further than anyone thought possible. Of course, it isn't easy. There are some
2: frustrating impediments. Frustrating impediments. You must be talking about my sister. (laughs) No, I'm not talking about your sister. I know. I was trying to break the tension. Bodies. Such
5: as the ones you mentioned, my dear.
3: Who? Me?
2: Yes.
5: Human bodies. But before the flies, before they go grey, before they go
3: stiff. You need fresh human bodies?
5: So common, yet so hard to acquire, for so few wish to
2: part with them.
0: <laughs> yes, well, oh, dear. It's a
2: shame. It's like our ma used to say, one man's corpse is another man's treasure. Right, Margaret?
5: Read the room, Bert. I've offered a tidy sum for fresh bodies to every reputable medical school, yet they fear my experiments. No matter how much money I offer, they fear the power I may lay claim to.
3: They fear what I may discover. I've only known you a couple of minutes, Ernie, and to be honest, it's not your discoveries I'd fear. No. No, it's you. Maybe if you got out a bit more, hung out with a few living bodies. I quite agree, Ernest.
0: Perhaps let us take you to a function or two. We'll have you
1: chipper and cheerful in no time.
0: Maybe next week, Margaret. You
3: could do the crystal ball or the tea leaves. Something that focuses on the living. Good idea, Dorothy. What do you reckon, Albert? How much
2: money did you say you offered?
3: No.
2: You don't know what I'm
3: proposing yet. Someone offered you money for dead bodies. I'm surprised you've not gone around bopping people on the head for the coin. Wait, you didn't murder young Bess, did you? I'm not a
2: murderer, Maggie. Hmm.
3: What? I'm thinking about what Ma said about murderers. I'm not a murderer, Maggie. When it came to murder, Ma always said, I have an alibi, officer.
2: I remember that. She also said, Blades for a quickie, blunt force for a quick clean-up, but whenever possible... Push, Push him down, down the, the stairs. stairs.
3: She did like pushing people downstairs.
2: Why do you think I slept on the ground floor?
3: Sensible. Point is,
2: Maggie, I didn't murder young Bess.
3: But still, selling a body...
2: Put it this way, if we don't, she'll get chucked in some nameless grave and forgotten. This way, her death will turn a profit, and then we can split it with Maud.
3: That's fair. It is her to fence. And wouldn't young Bess want Maud to have a bit of cash? I suppose.
2: I've had Little Willie run a letter to that earnest fellow.
3: He seemed a bit of an idiot. Bring the dead back to life. That's like unbaking a cake. I wouldn't know,
2: but he is keen to pony up the cash for what's left of young Bess, says Little Willie. It won't be long until Ernest is along with a cart, and then we hand him young Bess, he hands us the cash, and everyone is a winner.
3: Except young Bess?
2: She was an elderly prostitute. In these days, that may not be winning, but it is a bloody miracle. Come on, get out of bed.
3: And that, Mrs Mills, is why Bert, Maud, and myself are carrying young Bess down the corridor in the middle of this dark and dreary night. I
4: see. I must admit to being a little bit confused by everything you've told me. What I do know is that there is no way I'm going to let you sell poor young Bess off to some horrible scientists to be experimented on. You
0: know, you're right. I'm having second thoughts too. We can't sell young Bess. Not without giving me a cut, at least. Oh, Mrs Mills! What? No!
2: Maud gets a cut because she found her, and I get the rest because I'm supplying the buyer. <clears throat> and Maggie gets, you know, her share as a member of the family.
4: Right. But you've no claim to it. You pay me to turn a blind eye.
2: Blackmail again
4: think of it as a warehouse Faye. the goods were stored in my house after all
3: let's all try to remember that we're talking about a woman all right a very old perhaps disgusting woman but a woman nonetheless that's right she was my friend and i loved her
2: i'm not taking another step unless mrs mills rescinds her threat why would i do that you've done this before mrs mills you've threatened maggie and me and then laughed in our faces So no, you've done nothing, so you get nothing. And young Bess will be staying in this corridor until further notice. There, Maggie. Drop her too. Oh,
3: but drop it! it. Oh, fine. <laughs> what up? Oh, oh, no. oh yes! You're uh, oh, a wave. But
2: how?
0: Where am I? Where's my fella? Was it you? Me? <laughs> no. Oh, give me a hug. It's extra for lesbian. Pay up, fella! I'm not
2: your customer and I'm not paying you anything.
4: Young Bess, you've been sleeping on the job again.
0: As I Oh, whoopsie. We all thought you were dead. And you're all here because you were worried about me. Yeah, kind of. Let's
3: go with that. Worried
2: about my profit.
0: But where's me customer? I knows I had one. He He ran away when you passed out on him. Oh, bugger. I needed that tuppany for
4: rent. Don't worry yourself about it, young base. You get yourself upstairs and get some proper kip, all right? You've had enough excitement for the evening.
0: I haven't had any excitement, it seems. Slept through a lot of it. Oh, look, look let me help you up. Oh, come on. Oh, Nighty-night, then. Oh, what a relief. I am so happy.
4: Why oh, don't you see her to bed, Maud? Yes, yes, Mrs Mills. Oh, that's a pleasant turn-up for the books. Right, everybody? It is indeed. She's a good woman, and a fine friend is young Bess. That you were going to sell... She would have done the same, and I would have
3: applauded her for it. What about you, Bert? Young Bess is alive. Good news, right?
4: Yeah, but...
3: You're thinking about the money. Yeah. Not all is
4: lost in that regard. What do you mean, Mrs Mills? Step into my room for a moment. What the hell? Who is that? Some man who died on top of me. What? I pulled a trick to keep myself busy more than anything. And when we was getting started, he clutches at his heart, goes cross-eyed and topples off the bed. So you stuffed him in the wardrobe? As you can see. How old
2: is this body?
4: A lady never tells.
2: That's disgusting.
4: I've been busy. Oh, that's... that's horrible. It happens. More often than you think. And this sort of chap, he won't be missed. And if he was, he would have never been found here anyway. What do you mean? Well, it's not something you tell your wife, is it? Nipping out to the old knocking shop, love. See you in the morning. So when this happens, I'll get a couple of the girls to help me take him down to the tents. Oh, my God. Give the mudlarks a thrill, you know. Oh, my God. But if you've got a more direct route to direct profit, then... You want
2: a share.
4: I've got the merchandise.
2: I've got the buyer.
4: Split
3: it, twosies. Deal. May I remind you, this is a poor dead chap we're talking about. It's still a person. Has she always been this soft?
4: See what I deal with? You does your best. All right, cart's waiting. Perfect. I'll grab the legs.
2: I'll take the shoulders.
4: Isn't it nice when we can work together?
1: Has Bert found the perfect business model? Will Maggie's morals get in the way? There's only one way to find out. Join us next time for more cracking, historically accurate, Victorian adventures with Bert and Maggie.
3: Bert and Maggie featured the voices of
2: Kieran Davey as
4: Bert,
3: Jacqueline Azorio as Maggie, Danny Payne as Maud, Catherine Thorncomb
4: as Mrs. Mary Mills, Brianna Marshall as Mrs. Dorothy Dipling,
2: Ethan
5: Dean
1: as Mr. Philip Dipling,
5: Munyahil Kefligurgis as Ernest,
3: and
1: Matt Graham as Young Bess and the Narrator.
3: Music composed and performed by Matthew Samer, words by Kieran Davey. Hello, friends. It's me, Jacqueline Osorio. Fingers on buzzers. What did you think of the latest step? Wait, those buzzers don't work. You'll have to reach out to us on social media. You'll find links in the episode description. You can still be in the running to win the prize showcase by sharing, subscribing and reviewing. Join us in two weeks' time to find out what you've won. It's another episode of Bert and Maggie. That's the prize. Until then, thanks for listening. Bye!